0: You know they definitely hit him with the boy. The, the best team in MLB right now. The Dirty Dodgers. Mookie Betts. Let's the best player in the league. You're right. I'm not arguing with you. What you gotta say? I hear Mike Trout out of y'all. Mike Trout does have an argument. Huh? He, he has an argument, Mike Trout. He don't win. That's a team thing. Yo, Mookie Betts came to the Dodgers on the chip, by the way. Touche. Storm gonna support any black athlete doing great black shit. The same, man. <laughs> so out, man. He the Michael Jordan the baseball, Mookie. Ooh, fuck Michael Jordan, right? Y'all remember when we still believed that Michael Jordan owned prisons? Remember that shit? <laughs> Yo, niggas really wasn't fucking with Mike because of that. Niggas don't he. That ass, brother, nigga own jails. I'm gonna wear his sneakers, but fuck that nigga, man. Nah, it's the other Mike Jordan. It can't be two Michael Jordan. That's what needs need to start. the other Mike Jordan? Some other black nigga, but he black. Okay. <laughs> but he ain't shit. Yeah, I've been recording these niggas the whole time. Trying to get some good content. These niggas be mad nice. Cool. Y'all, son. you niggas is mad polite. Right,
1: so let me know when you are ready for recording. So excuse the fuck out of us. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
0: All right, we could go. You're and we are back. Episode thirty-one of the Dads Only Podcast. I'm your host Ja, joined by my grimy crimies, my partners in pod, my cohorts, Mister. Oh my, Josh. and the tagless, the incomparable. But for some reason, always here. And now
1: nah, it's better days today, man. Better, <laughs> better days.
0: Yeah, brighter, brighter spirits. Brightest spirits. Why the Celtics suck? It's not
1: that, not about mm. that right now. We're not there yet. I mean, opening day. Opening no, day. I, I, oh yeah. I, 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 Speaking you talk
0: about baseball, we can talk about baseball. It's our podcast. Do what we want.
1: Thanks,
0: right,
1: thank you. <laughs> oh, God, I got it. Listen, it's been a long time coming, son. The Mets, we are gonna do it. Watch
0: well, should Mets fan get all right? This is not a baseball podcast, but give Mets fans three reasons to be excited this season. Francisco Lindor, four hundred mil. Steve Cohen, criminal, financial criminal. I want to say criminal, financial me. criminal. Lawbender. It's googleable <laughs> Um, Oh, is that the sixth element? It's, it's water, air, fire, and law? Lawbender, yeah. <laughs> Lawbender. Okay, I get it.
1: And the last one is the black
0: jersey bag. So. That is hard. I'm not going to lie. The Mets black jerseys are a um, staple in New York. I will never wear anything Mets in my entire life. Don't you ever speak to me like that. Wow. Okay, I'm a Yankees fun. fan. My team won 27 championships in my lifetime. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? I'm 175 if you, didn't know. you guys, You guys always call me old. Now I got to give you the real. But we want to take for a third? Let's be let's be real. I have the best team. Shout out to Dodgers. <laughs> this nigga picked his team last year. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just got here. If if they, they was not in Brooklyn when you was here. I know, but I, I carry that Brooklyn lineage. You know, <laughs> Whatever. I got it. Name okay. three Dodgers. Um, Jackie Robinson. N- current Dodgers. Oh, oh, Mookie Betts. Um,
1: Kershaw. Kershaw. Klay and, Klay and Kershaw. Kershaw.
0: And um what's his what's his dude's name? Um oh. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> What did Christian Wood call Shaq? He said he said you're a casual. You're a casual. Nah, bro. Um they got rid of my son, see Al we Got rid of him. He was friend. not there last year, bro. They He's traded him like, before that. He was there three years ago. That's the baseball you remember? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but we back, y'all little hiatus, not no hiatus, we just took some time off. This is a fucking pandemic outside. Government trying to keep us in their houses. They're using baby blood to keep them young, but that's not for me to talk about right now. Anyway, (laughs) coming soon, coming soon. But the trade deadline was um, last week? the trade deadline ended? Yeah, last week, yeah. Okay, so maybe we should, actually, before we get there, let me talk to y'all. How y'all been, bro? I don't talk to y'all a lot. I just come in here and talk to them about sports and leave. I don't wanna end up like Joe Budden and his friends. Some niggas don't fuck with him no more. I don't want y'all to Joe me. I wanna be out front. Nah, but we still talk. Not really. Cool. Oh. Not really. Ant only answer messages when he realized he answered the last three messages. Nah, the chat. Okay, shabby, first up. be booming. All right. <laughs> look, look, he about to get defensive. He ready to defend himself. <laughs> just say it. Just say it, I- I'll I be high. Three quarters of my days. <laughs> I'll be a little high. Just a little bit, bit. Now. Just a little bit. You can't say that. It's legalized it in New York. It's legal in New About York. About damn town. You smoke as much well as you want. I mean, got me fucked up now. <laughs> so yeah, the chat don't be popping. So what's good with y'all, man? What's going on in these streets? I, I see Josh freaking that next games. I seen you have been to two games since this open stadium's back up. Yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. Ooh, talk your shit, <laughs> King. I'm back. I'm back in the building. Every game possible. See on the playoffs. Those three for fifteens is hitting in the streets. Go to all the games you want. Yeah. But it's exhausting. He don't know what that means. He just, you he just made it to do with selling drugs. Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, anyways, how have you been doing? You?
1: Um, I tuned out at Boston South the game, game, so... We're going to get there.
0: Cardiac Kemba. He's going to cause
1: y'all cardiac. I'm done. You're not done. Nah, the trade deadline and after the buyouts, I'm done.
0: You mean like Evan Ford in the year?
1: No, I don't like Evan Ford in the year. Zero for 10 shooting I I'm good. What's his last name mean? The former gang green, if you didn't know.
0: Yeah, it's gross. That's disgusting. Don't but Google, really don't Google Evan years name, y'all. It's really nasty. Listen, man. Poop. Poop. What'd that mean? Basuda. Trash. Now you want to be Puerto Rican.
1: Listen, man. Puerto You can't pick and choose, <laughs> bro.
0: Faithful <laughs> <laughs> season started So, so now you're Puerto Rican? I've always been 50-50. Don't y'all dominate boxing, though? It's not even y'all sport. Now Miguel Golda out.
1: So, we don't got nobody right But that's now. what
0: y'all like, Sean, boxing. I mean, yeah. Puerto Ricans do professional boxing, neighborhood boxing, domestic boxing. That's when they fight their wives. Yo. My bad. Yo. Anyways, yo. So, the uh, trade deadline just passed. Just and there's been a bunch of... It. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> don't just don't just what happened your way out of that why y'all trying to cancel no, let's, me let's just do segway, stop man. stop trying to cancel me bro <laughs> you fuck Goddamn you NBA segway. top shot NBA top shot said I ain't getting nothing. Yeah, I was trying to get this money I'm trying to get these NFTs niggas I ain't getting nothing. that's what they do for airball airball they call me a bitch that's airball whatever anyway y'all so let's get into the trade deadline guys The in the buyout market there was a lot of big moves anything in particular stand out to y'all um I think the biggest like White's moves, was Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets, and, and Victor Oladipo to the Heat. You like that trade? That we should talk about that. How do y'all feel about Oladipo to um Houston? Not Houston. When he went? Miami. Yeah. He left Houston. I mean, it's an upgrade. They didn't give up much to get him. They got um, they got rid of Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. So I Avery like Bradley him. is like the poor man's Victor Oladipo, like a really, really poor man's Victor Oladipo like buy a bus station poor fit dollars Depot. <laughs> yeah so
1: now nah, i feel like it fits the heat culture though i feel like the he illegal, big. like he fits in with the Well, like the Eagle dollars the jimmy butlers i feel like he comes from that kind of mold so tough nose like, you got yeah. a tough nose player so it's definitely going to be a seamless transition i feel like and they need some more guard help anyway they do. so kendrick Nunn d'Rogic's been injured so and and Tyler Hero been trash Holly Hayward been hot trash. You heard it from here. But I think the Victor Oladipo pickup is that was a central move.
0: The whites didn't like that, Josh. He's their future. He's the future of oil. America. He's not white. He's European. American whites don't count. European whites. That's how racist America is. Okay. Sheesh. They separate the whites. Levels, I can't. I can't think of another way. They ain't been a one since Larry Bird. We thought it was gonna be Kevin Love, but they have not happen. Hayward. Mag. Maggie Hayward. That's not my guy though. He, is he and really? Of Magado? course, he's your guy. He Maggie though. I don't know. We keep making that up. Nah, let's hold up. Let's stop that narrative. <laughs> Gordon Hayward did not do anything to deserve being called Maggot Hayward. That's Myers Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Myers Leonard in your basketball career, because there'll be no more games for you, bro. If you don't know,
1: he was on Twitch and he called somebody a bleep. I was, say, <laughs> I was about to
0: say, I was about to say, no. don't say that shit. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that for you. Yeah. We could no. be racist to every group on earth but Jews. You violated Jew, your life is over. Nick Candy can't work on Channel 7 no more. Nigga banished to MTV too. Thanks, take like a show away from him. What show? Exactly, bro. So don't say that word. But yeah, Mazda won't be with going. us no more. <laughs> oh man, you scared the shit out of me. I was like, we can't handle that. He... I think Jews own the internet. We can't handle that. She would have went up and just took no, it man. down. Can't do that, man. Uh, we're trade deadlines, we're trade deadlines. <laughs> but um, I would say the two most um like splashy moves was Vucevic going to Chicago mm-hmm. and um Aaron Gordon going to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver of any trade deadline team that made a big move, I think has the most championship hopes. So, if they were... Uh, let's say they were a five before for their chances again to a title. What does the Aaron Gordon move do for them? Where does it move them to? That they was a five before? Just give them five just to break even. 5.5. 5. Wow. To get to the, so to get explain to the explain final. That, explain that. Explain that. Because it's still LeBron and AD at the end of the day. It's even still- if it was just LeBron, LeBron will beat them. You think... Mm. Yes. So LeBron, oh, so you're saying he could pull a 2018 Cleveland no, against his Nuggets team? Because LeBron, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, I think is good enough to be. Not Traz. It's because LeBron <laughs> is still LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Only sometimes. He hurt right now. We ain't never seen LeBron get hurt. He got injured twice on the Lakers. His machinery's is overheating. I, I'm not worried. I think they did this as a rest. They got to send Braun back to Dr. Giroud. You think he saw how, You saw how dramatic he was? But you know Braun always dramatic. He was like, roll to recovery. I'm like, bro, you got a sprained ankle. Like, relax. He's, but no, 36. a high ankle sprain <laughs> He's is different. 36. Bro, he acting like he twists ACO. Like, roll to recovery, bro. Like, nah, a high ankle sprain is different from a regular sprained ankle, bro. It is. What you All want right, me to say? But roll to recovery, <laughs> though? He's recovering. Why he can't recover? He just,
1: Josh don't he, like no self-motivation.
0: You know, since he became a, like, since the Nets became, like, a championship favorite. Oh, yeah, John's been a basketball Republican. Now we still not basketball. We're not the favorites. Who are the favorites then? Because every time I go on media. Don't make, don't try to be the underdog. Every time I go on media. You are media. You doing saying, media right saying, now. I'm just saying. Um, other outlets. People like, other than Skip Bayless. Um, Nick Wright. Oh, this is easy. Yo, I'm still be done. Yo, though, okay? dead ass listeners. Let me put y'all on. Josh got beef with Nick Wright every morning. He he's said, a he's a good person." Let <laughs> me just you say didn't that. You know Nick Wright? He's no. <laughs> I heard he's a very good person. Josh says that because he's not, not racist. That's the only thing he's saying that he's not. He's a good person. That's what he, he mean by that. <laughs> he just loves LeBron too much. Same thing with Skip Bayless. I don't know what's up with that. Well, Skip is anti Nick Wright. That's a, It's love through hate, though. Like Josh not beef so for much. Nick Wright. Josh hit me up once to twice a week with a Nick Wright post. He's sucking mad. Yeah, Please. every time. I could show that. I could pull him like a rapper port and expose like 10, the DMs. I never, I never <laughs> said that. <laughs> never said that? I could pull a rapper port and put your DMs online, bro. I, the most I said was... Um, maybe. You'd be giving mad top. You said that. Like About two, LeBron. Like two days... No. Yeah, you said that like two days ago. That's
1: believe so fifth.
0: I ain't gonna open the DMs, so I'm not gonna oh, show really? the streaks. But, anyways, back to the trade deadline. <laughs> um, so you, you, what trade would you have rather? What do you like the more, the Vucevist trade or the Aaron Gordon trade? Which trade do you think made a bigger impact on Gordon, the team? Aaron Gordon. Agree with uh, that. Um, because I think the Nuggets were definitely missing Jeremy Grant, so now you've got your replacement for Jeremy Grant which you was missing, and Joel McGee trade was actually underrated too. 'Cause they didn't have a proper backup big. So I think the Nuggets trade was better. Cause Vucevic, I don't know how far Vucevic and Levine get you. You still have Kobe White on your team. Damn. You still I have ain't... the the dollar discount, you know, marking him who was Steve Novak reincarnated. I don't really He discount brand KP. I don't I don't like the pieces
1: around Zach Levine and Vucevic.
0: What about you, Ant? which one do you like more?
1: No, nah, I I'm on Josh with this one. I think uh, Aaron Gordon, he gives him like defensive uh, versatility.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> stopped something so...
0: Bad. I know. It's I like it went to military school. I can't speak.
1: <laughs> defensive versatility. Listen, man. Work with man. All right. So, I feel like he gives an extra wrinkle to the defense. So. And also, he can occasionally spread out to the three, hit the corner shot. So, it adds the same element Jeremy Grant that he was missing, but I feel like in the essence, a little bit more athletic and more defensive.
0: I think can be better than Jeremy Grant on the nuggets. His athleticism with um um Jokic is gonna be amazing. Cause like a guy like Jokic, you need to give him targets to throw the ball to different places. So someone who could jump from all over the gym like that, all those kind of weird like downs down screens they run off of him on the um top of the key or like playing on the free throw line, Aaron Gordon's gonna be able to jump above everyone, catch alleys. He gonna he's gonna score more points easier than he ever has this season. Like, he'll never have a season where his, like, buckets come this easy. Because he's not... What is he, the fourth guy on offense? Yeah. On that team?
1: About uh, I would say... I Michael Porter. Jokic, okay, Jamal, yeah. Michael Porter, then.
0: Four, you know what I mean? So, and that Michael Porter... Him and Michael Porter together are interesting just because they're so, like, big and lanky for, like, that that position they're playing. And they're so, like, versatile. So, yeah. they're going to cause a lot of matchup problems with, throughout the league. But um, I think... To the question I presented, I like the Vucevich trade for um, Chicago one because Wendell Carter. I don't. I never really felt anything about him, so I didn't feel like they gave up much for him. Can we talk about that? Okay, just for like one minute. Yeah. Um. Duke does not do a good job as producing like big men at all. Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter. Uh, They had some other guys there, but they completely... Um. I messed up. Um, What's his name? Julio Okafor. It's just just bad. Yeah, they don't develop big. They but it's like there isn't that many good bigs. It's just like once in a while you find a good big to to come in. Like and Duke wasn't sending. Yeah. Duke wasn't really selling like prospects till Kyrie showed up. Like it was Grant Hill, 15 years, like, then Kyrie. You know? So like they just once Duke picked up the Kentucky moniker of we're gonna accept the one and done kids, then they started like producing NBA talent. Cause before that, like I know we getting off off track. I would say the best Duke players were Grant Hill, Elton Brand, JJ Redick, JJ Redick, JJ okay. um, Shane Battier. Like you call Kyrie in there? Yeah, Kyrie, even though he played seven and a half games for them, but he was electric in those seven and a half so games. was we'll well like, relax. We'll get to <laughs> you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> Um since Josh wants to talk about the that so bad. You want to talk about the so bad. Nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about your team so bad. Y'all, y'all winning all these games. Y'all everyone wanna come, went to come fucking turn into monsters. How do you feel, man? Y'all added um Lamarcus Aldridge. How does that make and you guys Blake. feel? Okay, okay. And Blake. Nah, be just, honest. Let, all right. This is a perfect song for you to adjust it. People overreacting to, it. to a 36-year-old Lamarcus Aldridge. Who couldn't even win minutes over Jaco Portal. Jaco Portal. Who Jaco. just airball last night airballed two straight free throws. So I he think- He was people, nervous, bro. I think people are really going back, back into this. They just see, oh, he made the All-Star seven times. It's like, oh, they're going to add another All-Star? No, that's not it. So um, the Blake thing, he's washed too. He's not the same. He can't even play 20 minutes. Why do y'all need all these big men? Um, because nah. the Celtics <laughs> refuse to sign any. Let me say this. That's why. <laughs> what did you say our weakness was before this? Defense. And? Bigs. Yeah, but y'all just like grabbing random bigs at this point. Like,
1: y'all yeah, could have just went for drumming all out. No. You see how Drummond looked last night?
0: I'm good. And he broke his foot, right? His toe? No. His nail. His toenail. His toenail came off. He'll be fine. And he's going to be gone for some time.
1: That kind of hurts.
0: Be a big man and lose a toenail. He'll be fine. Anyway. So... I would say in um, regards to the LaMarcus Aldridge thing, the Nets are so top-heavy that now if you like, filling in those, like, mm-hmm. insignificant roles with people like Aldridge and Blake, I do think there's a, Aldridge will play a, biggest, um, a bigger role for y'all in the postseason than Blake will just because I don't really see y'all running offense through Blake or anything like that. He's not going to play in the last five minutes of the fourth. I could see Aldridge out there depending on the lineup y'all put up out there. So – Say y'all want to go small, but y'all want shooting. You could go Katie at the, Lamarcus at the five, Katie at the four. Yeah. or Work it down like that. I don't really see a lineup for um Blake. I do kind of agree with you though. I do think people are overreacting, but the NBA needs villains. And we're so used to having them. Like, like, think about it. Last year not having one felt kind of weird. It was like, we don't, there's no one to dislike. Who was the villain? Was the, villain? the Lakers was new, Clippers was new. Like they like didn't a, it wasn't like, like hard reset. everybody yeah. was faced. It wasn't like the War. It wasn't like when KD went to the Warriors and everybody knew the next four years of basketball was gonna be rough. You know what I mean? There's no rings for nobody else. Because even as the Lakers are the favorites right now, they're not the favorites the way the Warriors were the favorites when they were champions. You know, it's like they we knew that minute the season ended. Like, yeah, they're favorites again next year, no matter who you put on your team. So um I think that's somebody a somebody
1: gotta be the bad guy.
0: Someone has to be a bad guy. The Nets are doing a good job of it because KD was one of those guys. The, the Nets are like the enigma team. Like that's a perfect word. Like all three of their best players are enigmas. Like Kevin Durant, super talented, but he comes off as difficult to deal with sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'll give my I'll shoot my man some bail. Difficult yeah. to deal with. Kyrie, difficult to deal Same with. Thing. And James Harden, oddly enough, does not seem that difficult to deal with. But I feel like people have a perception of him like he's a bigger diva than he actually is. Yeah. But that's also Houston's fault for like allowing him to be that guy for so long. But um, so I think they have three guys that kind of make it difficult to like them sometimes. But when you watch them on court, it's like I cannot not like this. They you know all know I mean? basketball. Yes, they, they are. Ma- it's amazing basketball. together. So I think the Nets being the villain works because mm-hmm. I think these are three guys who truly don't care. Like I feel like like bronze first year in Miami, he it hurt him to be a villain. Like he tried to do it. Hogan. Yeah, exactly. It hurt him. He didn't know how to do it. It was like, how do I be a bad guy? You know. And so KD not even think. He's like no one like me anyways. Kyrie that's like, no one like me that. anyways. Jin am like, I done watch it internet kill me all year. I'll be a villain. like. So I think this is a more natural fit for them. Plus like, you know, the all black jerseys be coming in here like the bad guys every band. time. I don't know, nigga, ask some movies. I just watch movies and say what i say. Come on, bro, my boy will What, the white man? White man did that to me? Cool. I got to open my third yeah. eye? Yeah. It's Kyrie <laughs> for, my bad. Jeez. Kyrie ain't stage nah, stadium. I feel, other than the overreaction, I don't know what the Marcus Olger signing is really gonna
1: help us with. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, that mid-range jumper ain't going nowhere. I
0: know, but like <laughs> yeah. that defense is horrible. Why does it seem like y'all trying so hard not to play Nick Claxton at the end of games? No, we do. But if y'all keep signing these guys, I think eventually it's like you're giving them more and more reason not to play him. How I look at it, I look at it as more guys for him to learn from. I guess you could look at it that way. That's, that's, a a way. way that's a good way. To to, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> How they gonna teach him be KG? After all this is said and done, he's you not gonna me. be KG. Why would you? Why, what makes him KG? Okay, okay, I'm just saying. I know. All right, get it right. Get your shit together. I'm just saying, but it's good for him to learn. He's the youngest guy on our team, and he's learning from all these great players. I think it will help him. I do too. I can't lie. I do think that. People like him and Bruce Brown are going to be so much better next season. I think this year they're scratching the surface, but they're going to get such like um, postseason experience this year. Like you would think they would get deep postseason experience and they're going to learn from guys who've been there time and time again. And the team is so like um, perfectly put together. You never have to ask him to come out of his character. He always just, like, be a rim runner, block shots, play defense. We don't need you to do anything else ever. Period. Great Great at switching. So, like, I do think him and Bruce Brown will be the two um, young guys who you guys are going to be happy for next year. Maybe Shammy, Landry Shammy. Is he still young? Yeah.
1: Like, he's like fourth league, I think. Fourth
0: league? Fourth year. God damn. What's up with your talking? What you smoke?
1: That recreational shit. Zaza?
0: (laughs) Zaza. (laughs) Zaza. (laughs) Their recreational yeah. shit. He got that shit for people that's in pain. Yeah, mind went <laughs> Um. Okay, so we got the Lakers clearly missing Anthony Davis and LeBron right now. What are um? How far do you see them falling down the standings? I should pull the standings up right now. I think right now they're currently fourth. I gotcha.
1: They are fourth right now. You know who else I think they? the furthest they fall down is probably six. They're a half game ahead of Denver and Portland. So I realistically I half can see game? them fall yeah, half One, game in front of both of them. Yeah. Realistically I can see them falling this stick until they get back. Oh, seven.
0: I can Dallas. see seven. Yeah, down seven. seven. I can see them but jumping them too.
1: I can see them. They're four games behind seven. the Lakers right now.
0: The Lakers have a bunch of G League players in the NBA right now. If the Lakers I don't think they fall that low to be in a playing game situation. I'm not saying they finished the season there, but it said LeBron is out three to five weeks. The season's over in about like a month and a half. Like regular season's are over, like a month and a half. I honestly think maybe Drummond helps. I don't know how long. Think it's that Drummond helps. I'm just saying, like maybe he helps, but why 2020? they couldn't trade him? Huh? Why they couldn't trade him? You know why? Because he can't help. <laughs> in the night last year. people like, you got red why am I giving up something valuable for? That's true and I understand that like, but in terms of this question, I could see the Mavericks jump in the Lakers because Luka seems to be in like like peak shape right now. KP's still healthy. What Luca did to Boston last night that, that what was that first quarter that he did that Yeah the end of that fourth quarter that was big dog shit. That wasn't that wasn't like yeah, was oh that 20
1: out the gate. I told you I don't watch out the basketball anymore.
0: That wasn't like that, that. wasn't like a star emerging. He was a burning star on the court. He was just step back threes Oh, step back, step back, step back. So I Luka can't always see,
1: kill us though. I'm not going. I can not
0: like see Luca, and they got JJ now. I don't know how much he got left in the tank. Listen, you give players like LeBron and like Luca. He's got like the great like big men creators shooters like that. They're gonna work, bro. I don't. I don't know if JJ's gonna work because he's not happy. You want to be there. He don't want to be there, but guess what? He a professional. He get paid. You better show up to work and play ball. And you not, you not like good enough to act like that. Like no more. You never was, but like especially right now. Yeah. And JJ be living like a fucking um, and judges, like, a, like a cowboy. This was, <laughs> this name. he been signing one year <laughs> deals like Michael Jordan for the last four years, bro. He don't have. Yeah, I'm saying so. Like you can't be mad when somebody um, like all right, well you only got one year left on your deal, anyways. You get all like get out of here, you know. What I mean? And he's mad that. The um, who was it that violated him? The Pelicans owner, uh, GM David Griffin. Griffin. He mad Griffin didn't give him a heads up, but that's not really Griffin's job. You will hope he would, but your job is to go where the contract is sent. It's unfortunate, but um, in terms six still were the Lakers six, I don't I think, think the
1: Mavericks are going to jump
0: one. CJ back Nurkic is back, so I think
1: six is the lowest. I think so. Yeah.
0: I can see the Mavs the passing
1: the Lakers. touched that play in tournament like standings. Now it's like oh, I gotta come back. Fuck a high angle. For I it. think, yeah, I think LeBron gonna
0: game. Imagine how crazy it would the be if it had a playing game of the Warriors and the Lakers. Mm, like, fun. of course, the we got the Lakers winning that and like a route. But they go Steph, one of them dudes, bro. If Steph get hot for a game, he could beat anybody. Period. If Steph get hot for one game, he, have a game. he can beat anybody. Now, John switching up. Steph versus LeBron in the playing game. I don't know. All, all don't I'm know. saying is, if Steph get hot, because a playing game. If, if, if you're the lowest seed, you got to win two games. If you're the highest yeah. seed, you got to win one game. If you could win one game and just make it something now, like, yo, we could only win one more game. Imagine you the said, Lakers get bumped. For, if Steph
1: Curry made the playoffs, they could win that playoff, that, that playing game. You
0: did. You well, that. I didn't know the Lakers would be there. It's not my I problem. I on your word. That's different. <sighs> I told y'all the only top seed there could be is the Jazz. And I stand by that. That's mad disrespectful to the Jazz. It's not. It's cool. Top. Why nobody respect Utah? Come on, no what did Jazz do to you yeah. Come on, bro. that's not like Vernon Maxwell. Yo, by the way, Vernon Maxwell has like the a podcast interview where he cursed more than any human being in history for like an hour. Everybody's a motherfucker, oh uh, fucker, everybody. And I'm perfect story from Vernon Maxwell. He used to carry a gun in his bag to all his um any like um rec game he was playing. Came with the duffel bag with the hand man in it. Why he just get security? In Houston, fucking you like, security for it. This is security. You pay for this once. You got to pay security every time. So, yeah, just just to put that out there for the basketball fans. Mad Max, he, what he's on? He was on um Rajah Bell's podcast. I don't remember what it's called, but it was a pretty listen. Right. We spoke on the Lakers and the standings. I think the Lakers could fall to a low seventh. That's me, personally. I do. I can see the map. I don't see them. They don't have good players right now. Don't, well, they, say who are the good Lakers? players? Dennis Schroeder. Who? Mm. Even though he's on a eagle trip right now with the, he's not going to take the eighty four million crazy. Take the eighty four million, but Montrez was good. In the in the West, oh, that's good enough in the West to keep you afloat while LeBron James is out when you. Think of the division. Look at what division they're in. Just the division alone. That's, Warriors, Clippers, Suns. That's that's not light. Don't the Lakers don't have like an easy schedule or something? They still got to play a division. I'm not. I didn't look up the schedules. Um, I didn't do research. I don't know why you're trying to make me, but um. <laughs> I'll be shocked if they seven. To be honest. So
1: worst case scenario, the seventh seed. Worst case. That's the worst. worst thing. I don't Touch see them falling to the eighth. What's their eight. best case scenario?
0: What's eighth? The Spurs. Yeah. Best case and is and keeping a spot. And the
1: Spurs only a half game behind the, Del- uh, the Dallas Mavericks. They only have game back behind them. So it's realistically that close. And All I'm
0: team. saying is, when you have superstars like Luca running off seven games straight, isn't crazy to me? Right, okay. That makes got, sense. That makes
1: sense. I got the next five for the Lakers.
0: Give me the next five.
1: They got the Kings tomorrow. Sunday. They're like Sunday. even with the Kings right now. Sunday, they got the Clippers. That's an L. Tuesday, they got the Raptors.
0: Mm.
1: And Thursday, they got the Heat. That's an L. And Saturday, they got the Nets. April 10th. That's an L. That's
0: one. They got one win in the next four games. It's five four games. wins. One or two. Two to max. Kings, Toronto and, and Toronto Kings. is their best chances. I GM Fox playing, Will. So, they're going to lose to the Kings. So, they'll be one in four in the next five. That's a week's worth of games, Josh. They got three to five weeks out of LeBron. And
1: without AD and LeBron, the Raptors could actually, like, give them a run. Because it's still Van Vliet.
0: And Kyle Lowry out there. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So, something we got to touch on, too. Are y'all surprised Kyle Lowry wasn't traded? I didn't want to jump around. No. But let's just let's finish, finish off with the Lakers. Lakers going to have a rough go of it, right? We agree? Yeah. They're they going to have a rough time a rough, going of
1: it. Fuck y'all yeah, like it.
0: So, Josh nah, brought up Kyle Lowry. Um, I just want to touch on the fact: Do you were you surprised that Kyle Lowry wasn't moved by the deadline? Um, kind of 50 Um, I was shocked when I saw Philly give up and just be like, "Okay, we just gonna get George Hill." And then, even with Miami, I thought Miami was gonna get him, but then I didn't really think he was gonna go to the Lakers. I think they were just using that as. Leverage. Baked, yeah. Like, yo, the Lakers won him, so Yasha won him, too. But I was shocked that he at least didn't go to Miami. I think that um, Toronto had too high of an action price for him. What's the action price? I know it started with, like, two first-round picks. I know it started mm-hmm. there. But like, I'm, like, 35? Yeah, about 35. Mm-hmm. But if you will contend, contender, your first-round picks mean nothing. Like, if you were a if true. you won Kyle Lowry, your first-round picks is bottom of the first round anyway. It's basically second-round picks. Um, I kind of got what Philly did because it's like, I'd rather keep Maxie and um a pick, the picks and they went to somebody else than and get George Hill, then give up all of that for Kyle Lowry. I think that they could have used him, but George Hill can do enough of what they need, play defense and hit yeah. threes. Like, of course, Kyle Lowry brings a little extra to the table, but just in terms of, like, value for it, Absolutely. I'd rather this, like, what was that second round pick for George Hill or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's. You can't beat that than over like overpaying for Iyer, who will walk next year because like I think it's like pretty clear around the league he wants to be with the Heat. Like that's like his thing. He wants to be at the Heat next year.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna look at it from that lens. Like he only has one year left after this, and I feel like he is probably he's definitely the all time rapper in my eyes he have been there the longest, so he have been through the most turmoil. So he I had the
0: greatest like- rapper's career, but he is not the greatest rapper of all time. I hate when people say. Okay, that.
1: thank you for clarifying that. That's
0: mm-hmm. what I, mean. I hate that shit That's so much.
1: He had the greatest rapper's career.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So I feel like they was just gonna um let him go out gracefully and just like finish what he kind of started and just let it run out a good way instead of trading him.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes like when you have seasons like this, you want something to like for the fans to hold on to and be happy with. Like they might not be the best team, but it's like. Kyle Lowry is our guy. We went through ups and downs with him. Mm-hmm. He won a championship. It'd be nice to like give him like maybe on a farewell tour, but just like one last lap around the league with us. Yeah. Especially now since they opened it back up to fans, fans could see him. He gonna get like love from the fans. They know he's gone at the mm-hmm. end of the year. So I'm not against it, but I think that they might have had too high of an action pr- price. But that mm-hmm. don't surprise me. Masaza be a goon when it comes to these um negotiations. What
1: do you think? You go Philly or Miami?
0: Um, I, I think
1: two
0: I think Miami, I think he been kind of clear that he want to go to Miami, but it depends how Oladipo plays out with Miami, because if he ends up being good, they might just want to keep him, and then you have no way to sign Kyle because they still got to pay Duncan Robinson.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he that. um Tyler Hero still got to get paid. I think Bam. Bam. I think Bam got his money last offseason. I think his extension. Kicks extension, in. Maybe. Yeah, see? So, like, the money's going to be tight. So, I don't know if Miami's going to be able to do it, but, um... I think, and I also think Miami has Kawhi in the back of their head. I think that is why they are keeping things open. Because I think they, if I'm not mistaken, I read they um, opened up a roster spot. They kept one roster spot open. Because Kawhi could opt out this offseason. Really? He can. It's a real thing. Another,
1: so, another bad PG playoff run. And he's out there.
0: And PG bad playoff runs are more consistent than Drake. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, it could happen. And... I would I would assume the Clippers would trade PG before they let Kawhi walk, but um you can't control Kawhi clearly. The Spurs learned that the hallway and the Raptors. Yeah. So if he wanna go, he's gonna go. But I don't know, man. I really do see a world where the Heat could talk him into coming there. I do. Cause if you got the Heat are built for a championship right now. 100 percent Like, of course, you would you would like their superstar player to be a little bit better. So, if you put Kawhi in that spot with this roster, of course, you got to trade, like, um I have to do a sign-in trade, I'm assuming. That's when, you, that's when you trade Tyler Hero. That's when you're like, yo, Tyler Hero's gone. They love him, too. Kendrick man. Nunn's gone. Some of these picks is gone. If they got any left. But um that I could see happening, realistically. It could be. And then... That's so ahead for the rest of the league, man. <laughs> <laughs> Josh ain't worried about nothing no more. He the rest of the league? <laughs> <laughs> Snobby motherfucker, man. I can't stand this guy. I mean, bro. do you want me to say? I'm scared of Jimmy and Kawhi. Love it? You should be. Okay. Right. Great, my bad. Great defensive I, I, my bad. I, I, don't, I don't know no more. I can't talk to you. I don't have these first world problems like you. Yeah. We still struggle to score sometimes. <laughs> it happens. I've been there. Y'all don't. What happens? For like a possession. Get over it. The Nets miss a shot and then go and hit nine straight threes. I'm just saying. Don't, don't patronize me. Don't patronize us, me. Right? I, I know where y'all what coming F- from. F- I don't want to hear that shit. Let's move. Let's keep moving. Let's stay with the trade deadline just get, let's finish up with this. So, who is your biggest winner the trade deadline? Who's your biggest loser the trade that line? I
1: would start off with the winner, man. This I know where the, the losers so. <laughs> are. <laughs> I would start off with the good news. I think the biggest winner was the Nuggets on this one. I feel like the AG trade, that just adds more uh, versatility defensively and also helps him in transition, too. Just getting out there and adding different wrinkles to your, to your offense helps. But, the, you know, the biggest losers is this fucking and stuff. Yeah. Evan Fournier. that's all we got.
0: I uh-huh. think y'all got him for a steal.
1: True. Look, like, I agree that we need Two a-
0: second-round picks for a guy who's almost averaging 20 a game.
1: No, I agree that was a good pickup, but wrong timing. Like, we do need bench scoring, but we desperately needed a big. And yeah. we did not address that. We got Mo Wagner. And who the...
0: I, think I traded Daniel Dice, which is confusing me. I don't know why either. I fuck He's with a either. good back of big. I like Daniel I Dice. Didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with him. I liked him as a player. I did. He did everything you kind of asked for a big man to do. He was just short. Yeah. That's he can shoot was. too a little bit. So, so,
1: biggest losers is definitely the Celtics. That's, that's, that's my
0: end right there. Okay. Josh? I'm gonna go with the winners, obviously, the Nuggets. Um, I might say the Clippers. Because um, if Rondo could deflect the playoff P stigma with the. If he could bounce it out? Rondo, bounce out the bitch ass nigga with some real nigga? Yeah. All right. Because they needed a point guard, so maybe. I'm going to give them a slight I feel like Rondo's
1: 50 50, though. He can go either way. Yeah, he could go either way. I feel like Rondo Rondo's very dismissive of players who are not there to seriously
0: hope I can see players. Rondo making Paul George cry. We all can say it. I can see there being stories about how yeah, Paul I George was crying mean, after a
1: game. I see that. Yeah. Like Rondo don't play with some tough motherfuckers,
0: so you gonna call him everything under the book. But, but for now I'm gonna give them a W. Okay. On give them paper a w. that's a good move. Me personally, I'm gonna go winners first. I think the winners were the Bulls. I because I think them adding Vucevic Especially in the East, and you already have a great perimeter scorer like um, Zach Levine. Yeah. Now you give him like ways to make his job easier because the problem with Zach Levine was always that he made bad decisions with the ball, and like he had to overthink and like think two plays ahead. Like now you got a simple pick, pick and roll, throw it down to the big man. You know when they double down on him, I can pop out. I'm I can cut. I could kick out now. I'm open for three more. I think their games, them being so like such complete offensive players, like for yeah. like a big and like a guard, they're gonna play off each other so well that I could see them making noise in the East. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see them make like a make the second round, or even like push a good team to the a good team in the second round.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one.
0: Because like we said, we were just talking about Patrick Williams earlier too. Like it's hard to be good on offense, but defense is just effort. If they just tell him, bro, guard the best guy and just guard him, yeah. just do that, and because about- we know like. Point for point, Zach Levine will go at it with any other, like, main scorer in the league. Like, the best of them. Again. And someone like Vucevic is just so steady that you know what you're getting from him that I think if they can um get, like, a little more um, productivity out of Kobe White and guys like that, then that's where, like, they can really blossom. But I think they got something there. I, think, I do see I, I them as, like, like a second-round team now.
1: I feel like this is a win for more of the organization of Chicago because it shows competency. Yes. Like... First time in a while. In, in a minute, like, you have two integral parts
0: of a team that you can build off a guard, a scoring guard, and also a scoring big. And Patrick Williams, we all, like, he isn't good right now, but we already see all the signs. You see the signs that, like, this he's the type of person that if he could shoot 40% from three, they're going to owe him $100 million at some point. Because he's already a great yeah. defender. I'll, I also want to shout out that is young. Yeah, that, that, yeah see, another, another bull is playing well. And, like, he gives him that versatility. He yeah. can move around the court, so... I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls make, like, a strong run.
1: Yeah, I feel uh, with Busevich, man. His ability to just go from really anywhere, like shooting the three. I feel like the bigs that Chicago had before couldn't really pull the big men out the paint. No, no. And, you know, we all know Zach Levine loves to get to the basket. Like, his jump shot is there, his butter, but his, his main game is getting to the basket. So if you have a big that can pull somebody out to the three-point line...
0: And you got to respect it.
1: So that's going to add a different simple. dimension right there.
0: And my loser is hard for me because there's two teams that I'm just like, well, not disgusted with. I was, no, one team. Because the Magics, I was going to say them, but they actually got a good haul back for Aaron Gordon. And it's like, what more were you going to do with all these forwards? Eventually, you had to start unloading these forwards. You don't need nine forwards. There's no reason to have all of them. The losers for me of the trade deadline and just like transactions on the year are the Rockets. That, like, that yeah, was no basketball malpractice, bro. Like, if I'm a fan of that team, I feel like I should be able to sue y'all. Like, what did y'all do this year? We started the season with arguably the greatest offensive guard in the history of basketball. Those you started the season with. You traded the greatest offensive. You had And you had a chance to pick between what's like an all-world defensive player who has, like, capabilities to be one of the best shot creators in the league in Ben Simmons and a bunch of picks. Just a bunch of fucking ninth graders and tenth graders on paper And for some reason, you chose the ninth graders and the 10th graders. I don't understand it. And then, all right, cool. You chose the picks. Maybe it pan out. We've seen this happen before and it pan out. You doubled down on it by getting Victor Oladipo for James Harden and trading him for nothing. You got nothing back for him. So, technically, you traded James Harden for some picks and some old dudes. You could have had Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and at least a pick. But that's not the only thing. But the next trade, they could have still got back Jared Allen. How did He's the Cavs kid. get into that trade? How did they finesse <laughs> themselves the, the in Rockies there? Supposedly, didn't want Jared Allen to play next to Christian Wood. What the fuck? I you, don't get your team. Sucks you at the point of talent acquisition. You just want to put good players I on the them. roster, yeah. And then, even that could have had Carrie Severt too. So, could had have, Ka- that's what I'm saying. It's just like, that's what I'm saying. So, you missed out on an all star and Ben Simmons, a potential all star and Cass Lavert. For what? Very good of him. In Jared Allen. So. For what? A bunch of high school kids on paper. Yeah. Right now, the people that they're going to draft are in math class. So That's what they're the doing Bulls, right now. Where do the Bulls go from here? Up the Bulls. For the Rockets. 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 Where do the Rockets go from here? Oh, there? God. It's the worst team in the league. It's the worst ran team, clearly. I feel sorry for um Steven Silas. So, yeah. So, um, Silas. Steven so. Silas. I, I do, too. Um, it sucks that when a black coach gets an um, opportunity like this, this is the opportunity he walks into. It's like, you thought you was coming to one of the greatest guards in history. Now you got angry Christian Wood, John Wall, his knee and his gang signs. You got, um, I don't even know what's on that roster Kevin anymore. Jr. Kevin put another head case. It's a team full of head cases. And they gave us this guy and he has to work with it. I feel bad in for him. House? Come on, this dude oh, cheating on his wife on, during the pandemic That's and strange. got caught.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, the Rockets are the losers for me just because um, the, they fumbled the bag all season. They had they messed up one transaction twice, basically. How do you do that?
1: One last thing from that line. Um, was it OKC's GM that stocked up on all them? Damn.
0: Sam Presti has 35 picks in the next, what, Um, eight years, seven years? It's ridiculous. That's not even enough to go on a roster. Yeah, so he's gonna have a he's gonna have unload three to four picks every season. The flip is about to be ridiculous. Oh yeah, the next um like the next unhappy superstar is probably going to OKC because they I have got I got four picks for you, four, four. five. I have yeah. as many as you need. You know what I'm saying? Like they have 16 the first round picks in the next seven years. So like, he the plug? yeah, he the plug. I also think that GMs who do that, GMs who stockpile draft picks. It's a way to keep your job because it's just like, you can't fire me. I got to draft these draft picks. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that's part of the reason. It's easy. When you trade for players, it's easy to see, no, you fucked up already. But when you trade for draft picks, it's like, you got to let him develop. And even when you draft him, give him two years. He's going to be better in two years. So Bison, I don't think Sam Presti necessarily needed that because I think he's one of the more um, like respected GMs in the league. But I do think that's like a new thing teams have been doing. Like don't get good players, just get picks so I could draft them and give myself a few years to figure it all out.
1: Yeah, you can go multiple ways with the, with the draft picks. Either the flip's gonna be crazy or hopefully you draft the gems. So shout out to Sam Presley for that.
0: Um so to keep it to keep the pod going. Unfortunately, we saw the mellow ball season ended after um what do you do? He messed up his wrist? Yeah, a wrist injury. Um, just as a basketball fan, I'm a Knicks fan, but as a basketball fan, that was just really sad. Like, when players like him come to the league who just like are stars the minute they get on the court before they even completely figure it out, just their games is, is like so people drawn to it and the whole team is wants to play with them because it's so fun to play with them. Is And especially a city like Charlotte that needs something like that, it sucks to see it happen. But, and he was the head, so he was clearly the head zone rookie of the year favorite. He, as we were told today, he won Rookie of the Month and he had barely played at all this last month. So, do you still think that he will be Rookie of the Year? And if not, who is your dark, your dark horse to take his job? I think he should still be Rookie of the Year um, if no rookie is stepping up to that level. But, Anthony Edwards and Sykes Halliburton seem to be duking this one. Anthony Edwards and Halliburton seem to be duking this one out. Okay, no I'm not going to hold you. like Anthony Edwards over the past month since um that wins.
1: dunk,
0: yeah, that dunk, and um Malik Beasley got suspended, he kind of got more comfortable in his role, and then Halliburton is still, you know, being that second guard next to Fox, comfortable in his role, winning games in clutch yeah. time. So it was like, I think it's between them two. If Lamelo's not in the picture
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um, without Lamelo, who was the head-on favorite? I feel it comes down to, like clearly Halliburton or Anthony Edwards, and I feel like it comes down to. Either the steady production from Halliburton or do you want highlight reels from Anthony Edwards? It depends on your preference and what you look for in basketball. But for me, I feel like it should be the Kings. I feel like the Timberwolves are too much in like NBA purgatory.
0: But that never really matters with rookie of the year. Like your team could still be terrible and win rookie of the year.
1: That's true. But because most of the number one draft picks
0: come to shitty teams.
1: Yeah. So I get that. But I feel like it's he's Halliburton because he has the more upside to me at this point. Ooh.
0: Did Anthony Edwards more upside. I think that um, Halliburton has a has a higher floor. Like at his very worst, he's gonna be a good NBA player. Anthony Edwards at his very worst could be out the NBA, but at his very best could be a Hall of Famer. He has like that kind of like distance between like his floor and his ceiling. I'm gonna say this about him: you play fantasy. This man, I have Halliburton on my team. He's been wanting him forever, so I I think he's been seen mm-hmm. since what USC? That's what he played. Nah, he went to um some mid major, not mid major, but not it wasn't USC. It looked it
1: was, like the USC yeah. colors, but yeah. And B- beyond the jump shot form, I feel like the intangibles he brings in terms of vision and IQ is something you have to value that as a rookie coming in. That's true. Like there's certain aspects of the game that rookies take two three years to work That's and special. figure out. And people get caught up on the form, but he makes the shit. So I, niggas didn't knock Sean Marion. Don't knock Tyrese
0: Halliburton. So I don't think it's really much his jump shot. I just think he's not that athletic, and I think that kind of leaves like a um, a uh, a base level you could get to sometimes. Andy Edwards has all like the physical tools you want. like. If you put them together, you would have the perfect basketball player. If you just took like Andy Edwards raw ability and Halliburton's like high basketball IQ, you would have a perfect player. I think that Anthony Edwards is going to have more impressive games. Like he'll have like a thirty-five point game where he has ten rebounds and five assists. And Halliburton will never have that this season. But Halliburton will have like twenty a 10. He'll have a very. He will be solid all season. His you know? stat line
1: will be more filled out. I there won't like, be as much
0: peaks and valleys in his.
1: I feel like with Anthony Edwards, his game is mainly pre- like scoring. Scoring, no athleticism. I wouldn't even say scoring. I feel like it's, it's mainly predominantly on his athleticism. And in his prime, when he hits his athletic, physical prime, like 25 to 30, that's going to be scary. But intangibles is something that you can't really, that's timeless at the end of the day.
0: Andy Edwards, though, he's one of those guys that he's talented, but if his basketball IQ don't catch up to his talent, he's going to be one of those dudes that we always look at like he never really put it together. I'm going to be fair. I watched him what, three times this year. I don't think he has, like he doesn't have the high IQ on the court like Halliburton.
1: but his IQ is not like. I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm just saying in comparison to Halliburton. No. I think
0: it's as high. Yeah, high, yeah I think what him is, since he had, it's so easy for him to rely, rely on his athleticism, Is certain things he just never kind of had to pick up. It's like when you're such a good athlete, he's like, I don't need to learn plays. You know what I mean? I'm just going to run around you and dunk on you. It's like receivers in football who's like, I don't run like routes. I just run straight and fast everyone. We also
1: have to look back at the rookie interviews. Like, he wasn't even interested in basketball. Like, I, I'm. <laughs> Like I don't want to nitpick or nothing, but those are some things you got to take into account. Like At the end of the day, this is days before the draft. Where you're like, I didn't really care for basketball that much. So how much work are you putting in, in the film room at the end of the day and shit like that?
0: That's true. As a young player, I'll give him a little leverage, a little leeway. But I will say his shooting numbers are not good this season. He's shooting 39% from the field, 30% from three. He's shooting 77% from the free throw line. It's not bad. But um, those shooting numbers are not very good. He needs he needs to raise those. I'll give him. I'll give him a rookie second. year. Rookie year. R J had R J had similar shooting numbers last yeah. year, yeah. but you know um, I, mean. I would say his most recent games he was good. He had um, twenty seven against Houston, twenty three against Brooklyn, twenty four against us, and um, in all those games, he was. They were pretty competitive. They beat us last night, and um, he has an on and off switch too, yeah. which a lot of young players don't have. Which but is kind of rare. It's rare, but it's not also a it's not always a bonus when you're young. It's not. You need yeah, to just be on. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to like be on every night. Like I seen it um well, one of the two of the three games I watched was the Knicks game and um the, the game against the Nuts. In the fourth quarter, that's when he just turned it on. Yeah. Like, no, nah, nah, I'm not losing it. He woke up second half with yeah. a lot more energy. I agree with you. But um so me personally, I think LaMelo's still gonna win it. But if someone else was gonna win it, I would lean towards um Anthony Edwards. Just because I said his um his game has the most like chances for like huge moments. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I woke up and someone said, like, you know he scored 50 last night. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not surprised. That's crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised that he scored 50. There's no other rookie this surprised. season that I wouldn't be that would, that would be like that wouldn't be surprised scored 50. I would be surprised. Because he's gonna take the shots. He's gonna take He'll, them, you know he's gonna take them shits. I'll be surprised. He's unconscious. That kid does not, he ain't never seen a Shaheen like, but, um, I'll go with Halliburton. Halliburton? That's like, that's the broad donor of his draft. So two for Halliburton, one for Edwards? Yeah, I'm going with Halliburton. You know Aunt like Halliburton because he light-skinned. Don't do that. You love all light-skinned athletes. That's true, though. not colorize each other, man. Colorize. Is that a word? That, no. <laughs> you colorist. Your your
1: your huh? You're colorist? No. That's fine.
0: Um, so I, I want to touch you. on something Draymond said that sparked a very good debate over um the last few weeks. Draymond Green referred to himself as the best defender in NBA history. I don't think anybody agrees with that. No. I don't they know if there's being that agrees with that, but I do understand why he said it. I do think that um the Warriors um offense was so great. We didn't give Draymond like enough credit for anchoring him, one of the best defenses in the league yeah. year after year after year, and um the ability to do everything very well defensively. He might not be great at any one thing defensively, but like he does everything at a high enough level that he's never at like a detriment to you defensively. So yeah, um where do where would y'all? I know it's hard, but like where would y'all rank him defensively? I know it's like just throw him somewhere. That's like, funny. defense is hard. And I'm going to give, like, my requirements defensively. A guard can never be the best defender of all time. A perimeter defender can never be the best. Like, because the most important thing to defend is the rim. So, like, the best defender of all time will always be a rim protecting big. It'll, it can't change.
1: Because
0: think about it. If Kawhi, so, your
1: best Scotty Talks
0: and the Kawhi Talks. That shit's out. Kawhi out. Scotty out. Um, Gary Payton's out. Like, all the people who, like, lock up on the perimeter. Because you're it up. Low. Locking up one guy. Like the big man defends the rim. He switches, to all these other things. They're just more valuable defensively. So that's how, like, right then and there, all the perimeter guys are out for me. Like, Tony Allen's great, but I could be fine with him locking up one dude. You know what I mean? Like, just guard him and let these guys score, you know? So, um, who would y'all have as y'all greatest defender? The whole time. You the now the greatest offender of all time um might be Ben Wallace right I'm not mad at that I'm not mad at that might be Ben Wallace because um the impact that he made on the Pistons even Shaq going against Shaq. I Born mean a few guys have even yeah. gone Shaq, ke up like that's that's a big impact, and I, I think that's deserving of uh, the best defender huh? status. Like Sha- Shaq is the most dominant god ever played. Like that's what people say. So if he affected that even a little, I'm giving that to Ben Wallace, who was six eight. That's true. Me personally, I always go with Hakeem. It's just How can I forget about the I team? just think if you a big man who could lead the league in blocks and steals, what are we even talking about? There's nothing right. else to really talk I about like here. answer, better. Yeah, well, like, but the thing is, Ben Wallace won, like, what, four defensive players a year? Like, we can't be, we can't, like, scoff at that neither. Uh, no job. Yeah, it's dream. His, it's a dream. That MVP here in the playoffs, he shut down every Great center. Dead. The great right. centers, he did. He shut down every one of them while wow, he yeah. was yeah. wilding. Yeah. So, i go I like dream. That. I like that. i go dream. And? What would you AJ? no, Ooh. the guy who got you rings, Bill oh, Russell. Bill Russell, <laughs> uh, all respect. Shout out to Bill Russell. Shout man. out to Selick.
1: I don't know. Thinking about like the requirements that Jai, ja, you don't like, got to go with my requirements nah, though. Is your that, requirements? Now, nah, because now I'm thinking about it, like I think
0: yeah.
1: it's possible the best defender could be a preliminary defender. How so? I feel like the ability to eliminate the other team's best playmaker or best scorer. That throws a big monkey wrench in the whole offensive game because the whole game plan was we're working through X or working through Y. And if you throw one person that can neutralize that, that immediately changes your game plan.
0: True. But I always look at like perimeter defenders, even the best perimeter defenders, they just make you work hard. Not much people don't lock up. Like you may lock up from possession to possession, yeah. but like, so they, like, they say, oh, Tony Allen did such a great job on, on Kobe. He still got 40. They give Andrew Igadala, founds MVP for guarding LeBron. He averaged a triple-double on, like, 50% shooting. Like, that's true. But that's the debate of efficiency at that point. Well, he was 50% shooting. You were efficient. You know what I mean? I'm just saying perimeter defense is more about spot to spot. Uh, a great, like, big man defender, rim protector, he changes the way you have to play the whole entire game. Like, the thing about Goldberg, that's the only reason he wins it. That's the only reason he wins it is because you can't, at a certain point, you can't get into the rim anymore. You have to, like, take 15-footers and 17-footers, which are bad shots. So now he's so good at the rim, he making you take bad shots. So he's not even doing nothing to you at the moment and changing the way you play. You know? So, like, that's why big men carry but so much more weight defensively.
1: This where I feel like it comes into, like, the more deeper level of, like, in terms of errors. Because yeah. big men who are best at defending the rim
0: couldn't go on a pick and roll. Most most of them. That's why I said dreams are best. Drop back. That's why I said dreams are best. You drop back. But that's why I said Gobert is valuable now because of that one skill. He's so good that we keep saying he's the best defender in the league when he's not. You know what I mean? He's the best rim protector in the league. That just shows you how valuable rim protection is. Because the best defenders in the league are like right now, Ben Simmons, I would say probably the best defender in the league. Over the past five years, I'll give it to Draymond, like the past like five, six years, Draymond. Cause it's the ability to switch and all that type of shit. But that's why I give Dream it, because Dream wasn't the great at switching, but he could do it. He could stand his ground and like defend the rim still and still get the steals. And it's just my preference is someone who could defend the rim. Like it's that's why Draymond is so great because he could pretend the de- defend the perimeter, defend the rim, switch on to guys, call shit out. He's like the perfect defender. There might be guys who have higher highs than him, but he can do so much defensively that he cover up for flaws. Like
1: for me, like I'm all about versatility and, like, switching off. So, Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't agree with Draymond that he's the best defender. He's not. But I feel like that mold of defensive players are the best defensive players to me. Yes. The Draymond
0: Greens, the Ben Simmons, Dennis Rodman, that kind. Because,
1: like, my favorite defender of all time, I wouldn't say he's the best, but my favorite is, like, Sean Marion. i will say he's a defensive player that I feel like... Yes. He also fits that mold. If he was to play today, that's a max contract.
0: Yeah, he he's definitely on that list of play came too soon. If Sean Marion played right now, he's a max contract that's a max easily. Contract deal. Him an AK-47. He's yeah, Andre, that's deal. number one. If he played right now, AK forty seven. First of all, super nickname, but like if he played right now, we wouldn't even know to do it ourselves. Because so that's that's dream on, but with
1: offensive capability and rushing.
0: Rushings is scary, man.
1: So I know I didn't answer the question, but I guess Sean Marion. <laughs> I know. I went around that whole.
0: Listen, man. There's a ton of people, but um, I didn't like how um, so many publications was like dismissive to Draymond's claim when he said like, "Oh, he's crazy." It's like no one can actually claim best defender ever. Like it's a thing of like what you prefer. So, so to act like he was crazy, like he anchored three championship defenses. Most great bigs can't say that, and he's not a big. He was a six five, six six guy playing big. I give him some credit. Garden AD, rich. Garden Marcus All, yeah. the like the great bigs of his time. Like we just talk about Lamarcus Aldridge. I watched Draymond Green actually lock him up for a series. I watched that boy struggle something serious. When he was good. And he was good with the Spurs. Was that the Spurs? No, that was when he was at Portland the first time. It was at Portland and they ran to the Warriors. Draymond had his lunch the entire series. So. I just don't want anybody to... I, I didn't like how people were so dismissive towards Draymond's claim. Like, I've heard wild this shit. And then what Tony Allen said. Who stamped you? Yeah, I like how he said that. Tony Allen gangster, so he can say whatever he want. But at the same time, I got three rings. Don't talk to me like that. That was Dreamers. Talk to me like that. <laughs> that was pretty much his rebuttal. Pretty much. I took a picture of my fingers and sent it to him. Like, where's yours? <laughs> Damn, Fuck out of here. Here's my stamps.
1: Yeah, here's my stamps.
0: <laughs> Larry O'Brien stamped me three times, B. Um... <laughs> So, Ant, hey, we gotta talk, man. We finally here. It's time to have this conversation. But what? The Celtics, bro. What's going what? on? I don't care if you checked out. You can't check out of the pod, bro. What's going on with y'all? Give us, give us, like, the five problems plaguing the Celtics right now.
1: Five, all right. I got you right now. First off, I don't wanna, I'm gonna start with Danny Ainge. He's the problem. Okay. Brad Stevens, He's the problem. Kimble Walker, your problem. <laughs> the bench, your problem. Every sender we ever had in the last five seasons, you were and all the problem. That's about it. That's about it.
0: How would you fix? All right. Which it. of these problems are like highest on your um, list of things to fix?
1: It's a two-way tie between Danny and Brad Stephen.
0: So you want Brass Stevens gone?
1: No, but. Now you're on the hot seat. That, the seat got a little hot. A little hot? Because eighth seed is crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. If it was like fifth It's embarrassing. If I was like fifth seed, I would take it. Like, it's whatever. Cool. You know, niggas fuck up. But this...
0: Nah. We the AC. When you watch you... I got like... I know what I see when I play. When you... What do you see as a problem when the Celtics play?
1: I see Brad Stevens struggling to connect beyond the X's and O level. I see him and he's he's great with the X's and O's, drawing up plays out of timeouts and shit like that. But I feel like he's letting Jason Tatum do whatever the fuck he wants. Yes. Can't tell Jalen Brown nothing. Yeah. Nobody could ever tell Marcus Smart shit. No. So who's really running that team? But that
0: was the problem that they had before. Remember um when the young players were complaining when Kyrie, Gordon Hayward was there, they was like And Ted Rosier went on, I believe first second was like, um, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward always got the ball. I like, we deserve the ball too, so how we go fix that? See, but that was at a different
1: point. I feel like with that, they were the young guys. Now they are the guys now. Yeah. So like, Brad Stevens did great when being under the underdogs, the guy's not supposed to be here. But as with expectations, deflated. Twice, because I'm not going to forget that ECF last year. We had it against the Heat. I'm not going to forget that. Like that was a series we should. We were supposed to win that. They got the Bucks out
0: of here. That was who we were supposed to be afraid of the most. That's true. I think that Brad Stevens fails to connect with NBA players because he's used to coaching kids. I think it's easy to like yell and like um get on kids, especially when you work at a mid-major. You worked at Butler. It wasn't like you was dealing with like the best athletes in the country who knew they was going to the NBA. The so now you could like you got like I'm your coach and like. You ain't going to the NBA, so you should listen to me usually. And I come, I might be able to get you there. Now he dealing with like full fledged NBA players. It's like, okay, coach, I get it. Like you draw up great side of the balance plays. I don't fuck with this nigga right here, and you got to figure that out because I'm gonna punch him in his face. And Brad just don't know how to do that. And I think that um he misses the simplicity of dealing with college players compared to because like most of his players make more money than him now too. It's just like, bro, you don't ever make more money than me. Why are you talking to me like this? Like you got to figure it. It's like there's a balance when you're an NBA coach, and I don't think he found it yet. Well, so you Look, think that and the players don't respect him? I don't know if they don't respect him. I just think that um he doesn't have he doesn't have that connection with them. He isn't part of the NBA fraternity as he, much. Like
1: in my opinion, he's a he college put coach. Down. He ain't yeah. put his foot down
0: yet, yeah. and he got some hard headed niggas in there. You do, man.
1: Like sometimes as a coach, you're gonna have to bark on them guys. And be believable.
0: I think just from, like, the shot selection that Jason Taylor, Taylor, Tatum is so comfortable taking, you could tell he don't got control of the locker room. Because if you had a good coach, like a coach that you knew you had to, like, um, answer to for those shots,
1: it uh, would not, it would that
0: not be that many step-back threes and sidestep threes and fall-away jumpers. His shot selection is horrendous, Jason Tatum, bro. Like, it really is. Like, he's such a good player. We don't, he like, him, we don't shout it out enough. But he takes so many bad shots. And then with that doesn't help the fact with Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown is more aggressive, but he can still disappear from like minute to minute. It'd be times he'd be out there. I don't know he's out there. And it's because Tatum is just ball dominant. It's like they got to get a little more playmaking in both their games. If they both started to create more for other people, like, of course, the Kemba shares are washed. They fucked up giving Kemba that money It's clear as day now. Like that's really where like this problem is like, they, they paid a the guy who can't be that guy the money to be that guy. Like, they paid him to be their nice. answer to Kyrie, their answer to Trey Young. Their, you know what I mean? Their answer to those kind of guys. Or, or the replacement of Rozier, too. Look, yeah. Rozier.
1: I'm a rank. Look. Danny Ainge, is number one. He's the number just one. one. He's the number one. Brad Stevens, is number
0: two. Stevens is number two.
1: Kemba's three. Oof. Kemba's three. The Bronx don't like that. The bench... The whole entire bench. <laughs> well, I thought you like um, Peyton Pritchard. He's cool, but he's a rookie. He's cool, but he's a rookie. Like, what are you really doing for us?
0: I think you're being unnecessarily hard at Evan Fournier.
1: I am, but I'm talking pre-Evan Fournier. Okay. Because we only had him, like, a few games. Two weeks. So, two games now, so. for the whole first half of the season, horrible. Tristan Thompson, horrible. <laughs> Jeff Teague, horrible. Yeah, I just released him, right? I, good. Yeah, he not with us.
0: Jeff T was so bad this season, he made y'all miss Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's how you know he was trash. I watched I'm sorry, T, Brad Wanamaker, bad. son. I will definitely take him back so it back on his
1: And number five, every big man. Except Tice. I fuck with you, Tice. Good luck with your future endeavors. But. For real.
0: Because <laughs> it won't be in Boston.
1: Because I like Robert Williams, but... Tom Lord, best nickname in the
0: NBA right now. That ties into Brad Stevens. Give this guy some minutes. Well, I think that was it's part good. of the reason why they traded... Um, Tice, I think what happened was Danny Ainge was, how do we get this guy to stop playing these dudes? Let's trade them. He, I think he traded Tice because Ainge is a vet. He's like, he's like and I mean, Stevens likes vets. He likes older players know what they're doing. So he's going to play guys like that. He's going to play Tice. He's going to play um, Jeff, Jeff Teague. And it's just like, there's no reason for him to be out there besides it makes you feel comfortable. So like now that Tyce isn't there, you gotta play um, Robert Williams 35, 40 minutes a night. You just have to, and you should. He leads the league in like block percentages, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's a great defender, and you definitely need more rim protection. But I think the Celtics' problem lay more in the um, behind the scenes front office coaching areas yeah. than it does on court. They gotta find a way to get off the Kemba contract. I heard they was actually shopping that contract this year.
1: And- the only reason Kemba's really an issue because is they rushed him back. That's where it stems from.
0: Was else did
1: they rush back? Campbell. No, who else? Before the before Campbell. I'm, I'm not going to be on my
0: team. <laughs> That's why y'all cursed right now. IT curse. Be. Y'all got cursed by the Black Leprechaun. I want
1: IT back on the Celtics.
0: The man. curse of the Black Leprechaun. That's facts.
1: That's facts. That
0: should never did him like that.
1: That's the why I'm saying the only way to move forward, you have to get rid of the Angel. Bro. I think he has to hang it up. <clears> That's the Celtics GM. Because nobody wants to work with him. Who, who are we really going to pull trades with? Yeah. What a reputation on They that. did
0: say GMs have sourdough on um doing deals with Boston, in particular Danny Ainge. Yeah.
1: Cause like, he will have a deal on the table and
0: pull off the table.
1: Besides that IT trade, which is a good pickup that we had, the previous trade that we had was the KG trade and the round and the reality trade. And we got KG off a of win thanks to Kevin McHale. Yeah. Thank God for Celtic teammates there. I got so, you, buddy. Yeah, I'm not gonna trade <laughs> to Lakers, so whatever. Yeah, that's true. So Danny Ainge got a rep. he got a ring off of a friendship.
0: He did. He got lucky. That's how life works, though.
1: That's a fact. It's not what you know, who you know. And clearly, Danny Ainge don't know shit.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think that um, Danny Ainge is where they got to start. They got to start there. I, I don't think they're going to fire him, though. Like, the Celtics are very low organization, they fuck with him heavy. I could see him moving into like another front office position, like maybe president of basketball operations or um, something, some kind of job. Are going to get promoted? Promote them just away from the like the um, personnel decisions, and I think that that might help them because um, I don't see them firing him. I don't think he did necessarily a bad job. I do get tired though that every trade deadline we always get the old oh, the Celtics was so close to getting so and so, but it fell off. If the, the trade fell apart at the last minute, it's like okay, you didn't get him. Just say that. Just say that. You don't got to tell us every year you was almost gonna get somebody to try to save your job. That's how you stay faced with the fan base. That shit with Vucevic again this year. Vucevic this year. I would they fallen for it this year. <laughs> they
1: had me the last four years.
0: He said, you know what? I'm on to you guys. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Not this time, buddy. Okay. To keep it on, just like some um, trendy basketball conversations. Charles Barkley recently said, James Harden is the best offensive player of all time. Is he right? No. Simple? In a sense, yes. Expound
1: in a sense, <laughs> yes. He perfected a move to a point that it's either a, fo- uh, a foul or it's going in, or unless he's cold. Then you know, some scorers have that day. But to perfect the step back, to damn near perfect drawing fouls, getting to the line, when we talk about scorers, the ability to get to the free throw line gets underlooked sometimes. Like, that's a skill. I understand the refs do be on some bullshit. Yes, they are so sometimes. I get it. But the ability to draw a foul, is that's technique. That's something you have to practice. Uh And his
0: shot creation, too, for other players.
1: That's something. Offensive, when people think that's a good, good point as well. When we think of offense, we just think of scoring. Like, his ability to be leading the league in assists, to have that capability while also giving you 30.
0: And he's right there in scoring, too. I think he averaged 26 a game.
1: So... Those are two offensive, huge offensive assets: is playmaking and your self creation. Now it just comes down to if he's in his own head or not, because nobody's blocking that that setback.
0: That's true. I agree. So Josh, if he isn't the, if he isn't the best offensive player of all time, who is? It's Kevin Durant. Mm, hard debate
1: there. I do agree that in terms of like the overall bag of scoring. That's KD. KD got the ultimate scoring mm-hmm. bag. Like him, the prime Carmellos, those are people who has just
0: an endless bag of offensive and moves. And when I say greatest, I don't mean, like, what he's done. Because obviously, of the person, what he's done is Kareem. That the unblockable yeah. shot yeah. and all See, that stuff. See, my thing is that,
1: like, he perfected a move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With KD, I'm just saying over pure ability. Seven foot, yeah. could dribble like a guard, could shoot over the top, efficient every game. Like, that that enough, like, the ability, that's why I say he's...
1: In terms of overall bag, I can agree with that. But uh, in terms of overall impact of points, rebounds, assists, <laughs> those are things that they help in different facets of offense. You're helping somebody else's offense. That's true, that's true. Somebody else can go from averaging eight points a game to a calm 12, 13, 14 off of James Harden's assist.
0: This is true. I would, I want I would say the most dominant offensive player ever is Michael Jordan.
1: Yes,
0: the the most unique offensive player ever is James Harden. I think like his game is just unique. You're not gonna get. It. We we will not see this again. There's a chance of it, but like even Trey Young kinda does it, but he don't do it like this. He don't do it efficiently. He don't do it with like. Every yeah. time down court, I'm gonna make the right play. And the thing with James Harden, which makes him unique, is six five, but he's really built. He's yeah, not like he's, he's burly, he's, like a so, running back. So when he runs into you, you go feel it. It's not like he's falling back; you're falling back too. And his vision is very underrated. Yeah, one of the best. Um, we got the, one of the best um, visions in the league. Because we say. forget, we put the filing thing in perspective all the time, but in Houston. He was always a good passer. Yeah. Always a good passer. He was their best playmaker in OKC when he was there the first time, when he was, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning of his career. So that makes sense. It's yeah. just the Houston offense was tailor-made to everyone to watch him do what he do, and he would decide, do you shoot this time? Now the Nets have more, like, a natural offense. It's more like he cuts, he cuts, his guy sets picks, his guy pops out to the three, more movement. But um, I
1: also want to say uh, nobody does the a floater into a lob pass better than Arden. That's a fact. Like, that's also a pass that people got to kind of remember. Like, that's a, that's an automatic hard in play. Yeah.
0: And it's because it. I think he runs at He plays at his pace so well that he sees things develop. Like, he'll see, like he, like, he can think, should I do a floater here or should I pass it off? And he has time to figure it out. Yeah. So, because, like, everyone's moving at his pace.
1: That's a whole, that's a whole dimension of you know how tough it is for a defender, that rim protector, you to be see. like, I don't know if he's going to take this floater or he's going to dump like, it off for the lob. Like, should I stay one man or try oh, to defend
0: this? He put them on the line. He freeze them. He put them on the island for sure. So, I, in a sense, Chuck is right. Yeah. In a sense. I get what he's saying. I I was, I would lean more to he's the most unique offensive player we've ever seen, but I get it. You he say he's the best because he does the most offensively at a high level, but um, when I think of offensively, I just think of... Which player do I feel more comfortable throwing the ball to at the end of the games? Like it doesn't have just to be scored. Just to, to me, it's KD and Michael Jordan. Those are the two players that come when I think of it. And Braun, of course. But I'm just thinking about if I need a bucket or I need someone to make the proper play. I'm gonna go KD or Michael Jordan. Those are the two guys that I'm more likely to go with, just because I under, Like, but then wouldn't that be the um, most clutch player then? Um, than best of offensive. Well, when I think of anything, I put it in the fourth quarter stuff. I don't care about basketball until like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. All of that shit is just to get me right there. So that's why I think about it as. So like, it's just, James Harden is an offensive player who can get me assists and points, but I don't know how comfortable I am with him in that moment. I would rather KD have the ball. Like, off, I don't know. Maybe that's just how I view it, but I would, I can see how Chuck got there. I just don't agree with him. That's, I the, that's the Bill Simmons. Yeah, right? Yeah. Been a fan. A I've been a fan for too long. Yeah, But... um. I get it. I do see Harden as he's definitely the greatest offensive guard of this generation. Like undebatable. Like just like as a guard. Like Steph would be his only argument. Then you have against advanced stats. That's the only way Steph wins that argument. Legit. You'd have to bring advanced stats. Not like look there. at the look at the um the the magnetism he causes when he runs around the screen, then you have to gravity. do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's why we have to go that. look at the gravity he pulls. But if we try to keep it plain, we know that is James Harden. Like it just it is. Like if you could give me 30, if you give me 40 points and I'm 15 rebounds and then 15 assists and shit like that, much dude's not doing that. But with that said, this is a perfect segue to my next conversation. We had, saw Russell Westbrook the other night have his what was it 35, 15 rebound, 21 assist game. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith found a way to bash him about that. So um, that's my problem. Westbrook's wife. I won't read everything she said because I don't like reading. But um, Westbrook's wife, Nina Westbrook, she did what a wife does. She she defended her husband and went to bat for him and named all the things that great things he's done and why he is a great person and this and that. Stephen A. Went on first take and doubled down on his point. He was basically saying, "I never say anything about you as a." As like a man, I'm just talking about like your drive to win a championship and things of that nature. So I got my, I, I know where I stand. Where do you guys stand on the Westbrook, Stephen A and his family? Um, want to go in? Stephen A was just hating. It was a slow news day. They needed something to do. ESPN is notorious for just
1: shitty content on a slow news day. So yeah. I, Stephen I just, had, he, needed, he just needed something to do. Something to yell about for the episode.
0: Nick picking. In picking? You said nigga picking? No, no. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no <laughs> pickin'. pickin'. I said, like, damn, bro. Um, Because oh, even there, they, he's the first one to complain. Oh, don't join these players. It's going to be unfair. Yada, yada. But then when a great player is by himself or in a bad situation, what do these stats mean? What that is people's. that going to do? That doesn't mean nothing to me. So it's like, He's part of the problem. That and the people ring culture. Ring culture destroyed basketball. Is the reason why you see people team up. Like, why don't we just do this together? That's a podcast for by itself. How ring culture destroyed basketball. That's a definitely a conversation I mean, we need to have. So, I really think he that nitpicking of him is really. It was just bias. It was. In a way. It was. I would say this though, Stephen A. Of course you like you know he works at ESPN, he works at worldwide leader. He gotta he gotta make it entertaining. But I do think there's some the truth to what he said. You can't pound your chest and stomp your feet and talk your shit and be the man when it's fun and when it's cool, but when now it's like, yo, bro, like what about the ring? What about like you playing on the highest level? What about the things you all you guys strive for? You can't now tell me I was born a champion. I get it. I get it. You was born in the hood. You made great circumstances for you and your family. You signed a $200 million contract, changed everybody's life. Cool. That's not what I asked you about. I asked you about, we seen you average a triple-double. You're doing it now. We seen you do it before. What about the basketball? Because when it was because in the Westbrook threw what felt like a shot at KD and this thing, he said, I know champions who are miserable. It felt like a little shot at KD. But at the same time, it's you trying to downplay a championship now because you can't, you kind of see your card just not going that you might well get one. So now it's not that important no more. Now it's, I'm a champion off the court. All of y'all are, bro. Everybody, all you dudes who sign max contracts are champions off the court. You done changed generations in your family. Everybody's up now because of you. But it do lead the question of, bro, this is about like it's not a it, it's about the ring. Yes, you can be a winner without winning a championship, but you don't get to be dismissive of it now because you kind of see, like, it's not in your favor no more. You're on a bad team. It's not fun being on a bad team. Mm-hmm. It's not fun no more. It's, it's fun to be the man when you the man. You know what I'm saying? But now when people can kind of pick your game apart, like, you see, like, we know you could get triple-doubles, bro. That's not a thing no more. So I guess it was... um. It's one of those things where two people could be correct. What Westbrook's wife said was correct. Yes, you are a champion outside, off the court great human being, humanitarian, you do a lot for the hood, all of that. Respect that. What Steven said is true. It's like, your job is still to be great on the court and produce winning and help teams win. And you haven't done that. Since KD left, you were first round bump or you don't make it at all. That's real shit. It's like, you don't want to hear it because your numbers are great, but that shit is real. Like, that shit is, I could look it up. I've seen you eliminated by players who are supposed to be worse than every year. Like, players are supposed to be like, Lost to Donovan Mitchell, he bumped you. You lost to Pete. You lost to James Harden. He bumped you. You know what I mean? You lost to all these people that James, James, you them up. you lost to people that we give mad grief to for getting bumped from the playoffs. All, all those guys we shit on: Paul, George, we shit on, James Harden, we shit on, Dane gets is on, Westbrook for somehow has bypassed this shit since KD left. No one really calls out the fact that you ain't been successful since KD. Exactly. Steven they said it, and now he an asshole. Is he an asshole? Yeah, but assholes could be could be right. That's what I'm saying. You could be an asshole and right. I get what you're saying, but I just I just feel like he's one of those people in the ring culture that started this teaming up thing that he's against now. Yeah, I I do think ring culture like ruined basketball to a sense just because it simplifies the game It's like well. I want a ring. He didn't. I'm better than him. No, it's not. Like, like you know what I'm saying. Even know. if you comparable players, like someone like Clyde Drexler, who's a all time player, Hall of Famer, and Al Novison, you ain't better than Al Ovison. No one in history. Exactly. No one. In, and y'all both Hall of Famers. Go ahead. Go ahead. We had to pick a point. When did ring culture start? Ring culture started with Michael Jordan because that's how they started to count who's the greatest. Because. Mike and I mean Larry and uh, Magic had five and three championships. Mm-hmm. Mike came in got six. So I was like, oh wait, those were the two best. He had and, more than them. And six for six. And six for six. And
1: six for, the six and zero record a cursed basketball. Number. Yeah,
0: it did. I really, I, I, I thoroughly believe that the NBA would be in a better place if everything wasn't boiled. You wouldn't have as much guys jumping ship. It wouldn't be much. God, like, if I'm KD, I don't want to go to the Warriors. Probably if um. I don't hear the whole world telling me, "Well, you'll never be great if you don't ever win a championship. And now you're looking around like, well, these niggas are stacked, my bad. And these niggas are stacked. And these niggas are stacked. I got to go somewhere that's stacked. I can't win with this dude. Before back, in the, before back in the day, one players didn't have the prop the power to move as much as they want. But it also wasn't like your career wasn't defined by winning a championship. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, even Charles Barkley, like, he only became the butt of the, you know, when a championship joke. Because of Shaq and because of Mike. He was best friends with Mike. So you're around two people who are going to make you the butt of the joke. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't pick five power fours before him. But this mad power fours with rings. You know what I mean? Like, And even dudes with rings. Like you would say, some people would say KG. I would pick KG over Charles Barkley as a complete player. But like there's tons of dudes who would pick Charles Barkley and not be wrong because he's a better offensive player. He just is. Better rebounder. And KG one of the best rebounders ever. So it was just, ring culture destroyed basketball, and we're seeing all the fruits of it right now. Westbrook's answering for it, because he was a dude. And when you carry yourself like him, beat your chest, pound your feet, you a baby, all that. Niggas, they're going to wait. When you fall off, they're going to wait for that. They gonna Everyone's waiting. Same shit with the Warriors. They're like, y'all going to wash us these next three years. Wait till KD not here no more. We got something for y'all. Every time a big team, the Clippers a legacy, I'm like, yes, we win about 30 tonight. And it just is what it is.
1: Every time Chris Paul see the Warriors, especially this season. I yeah. Know he's
0: trying to oh, he better get that in now. She knows what's happening next year. I don't know. Y'all getting something. Y'all gonna get some shit next year. I know the Warriors next year gonna be on some shit. That's <laughs> for something. sure. That's for sure. Um, the
1: watch.
0: I've asked this question three straight episodes about Axis again. Should we be concerned about KD yet? No. <laughs> no. I mean, you really haven't no. this question. Why not? I am not concerned. Kevin Durant has played 19 games this season, right? Correct? Josh okay. is not concerned How many games LeBron. have y'all played? Let me look at you record. We're 35 and 13, I think. So he's missed more than half the games this season. Right. That don't bother you a little bit? Right, and LeBron's... I'm just asking happening. you a question. LeBron's We're not, not talking happening. about LeBron. You so see, are you, are you, you, about LeBron? you turning into are you, one of them you, people. Blue, 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 I didn't ask you about LeBron. Right, I, I asked you I about KD. Right. Answer my question first. I, I'm going to you your question with another question. Are you concerned with LeBron? No. So why am I concerned about KD? Because he didn't tear his ACL last year. That's. That's why I'm not concerned. Your guy had one of the worst injuries in NBA history. Missed okay. 19, okay. He's missed so 19, has only listen, played 19 games this season. All right, listen, All right. listen, listen. The Mets operate with precaution. Oh my goodness. I know this team. I've been a fan since 03, 04. I know. They since Sean Marks came in. Every injury that's happened. Players gonna wait a little longer. Especially a player to KD's magnitude. I understand all of that. I'm not concerned at all because they're saying he's practicing. All fours though. All right. He's gonna be back next week. So you don't think he's gonna be back next week? You don't think it's a little concerned? You don't think a little concerning, you don't think a little concerning that dude who toys ACL now has a hamstring injury. You don't think it's a little weird that a guy who just said tore his ACL had ice on no, who tore it? They messed his calf and had ice on his. Ca- I'm just saying, there's a little, a oh, little bit of shit I'm off. Not concerned. Okay, you're not right. Concerned. I'm gonna don't ask like you this again concern. next I'm episode. Concerned. If he's still out next episode, you better he's be concerned. Gonna,
1: he's gonna be back against the Knicks. Josh is only not concerned he
0: because he got James Harden winning games. That's the That's
1: only it. reason he's That's not it. concerned. If the Nets were ass right now.
0: Frenzy, frenzy. Why y'all playing the ifs? <laughs> My fault, no don't talk, just, to well, like, right don't talk to me right now. Don't talk to me like a drug dealer from the wire, look, bro. Look, look. I'm just gonna tell y'all right now. <laughs> y'all don't have to worry about Katie. I understand your concern. <laughs> your player, I understand <laughs> your concern, right? I understand, <laughs> I understand all y'all concerns, but Katie is fine. I promise you. He would have been back if this was the playoffs. Oh. He would have been back. I got you. I'll take your they're word. Just, for, I'll take your word for it, like, yo, you can chill on ice right now. Look, LeBron's getting break now. You can wait a little longer now. I'll take your word for it. All right, no problem. No problem. We'll move forward. You know Josh, like, Katie on the chat. Harden right? just left with a hamstring tightness, too. You don't know. Why Kyrie keep taking so much personal days? No. You go
1: party?
0: Um, oh, no, 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 Nigga called out for his birthday. <laughs> oh, no, no. Dad, and he had, a,
1: he had
0: a kid. No, he had a kid. That's he, had a kid? Yeah. he had a kid? Yeah. son. Wow, yeah. this nigga Kyrie is a uh, s- sneaky motherfucker. He's tell... <laughs> he not going to put out, oh, I have a kid, guys. Why not? Cause he's not like that. Nigga tells everything else all oh, about fucking Native Americans and they land. He, nigga, what's like, about your I baby? Had, I wasn't hiding from the world. He's not like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, he putting the drink. Oh high no Who pushed your teeth this nigga? <laughs> Steph's story that I mean, Steph was about the story added Kyrie. on that boy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Steph was like, yo, I, I claim my kids. Nigga look at all of them. Kyrie got yeah, a secret yeah, baby. Kyrie just a private person. He that's why he missed like what last week? Cause he his fiance. He got a girlfriend? This nigga is a motherfucking wizard, bro. I don't know yeah. nothing about this nigga, son. I didn't know he got back with anybody since Kalani broke his heart.
1: I was, oh, nigga, he was sad him. on IG, son. Listen,
0: man. it made him a savage. No, it didn't. It opened his third eye, and now he walk around that with happened? bamboo t-shirts. Before the finals? Nothing was going to change way, how great he wait, was in the finals. I think it was
1: around the same time as that. Before the Kyrie shot.
0: Who went in? I think Kyrie went in that battle. I ain't hear shit from party next door. Kyrie got, like... Shit going on, cause you know what happened. To nigga Drake got him in the basement. <laughs> I need to write records. Rihanna's album right now. Rihanna too. He and they shared crib, just making songs for both of them. That feud screams just subtweeting. Uh, that's the most light skinned, dark skinned nigga beef of all time. Cheers. But Kyrie, Kyrie wasn't subbing him though. Yeah, he was. Niggas sub, niggas, bro. Kyrie was hurt. He looked in that bitch phone. The the party nigga. Sent was subbing him though. Party was subbing him? You like can't me. go in a sub battle with the dude who write for Rihanna, bro. You're gonna lose. You can't out sub like, the nigga. nigga wrote both, you can't. Kyrie sat that one out, respectfully. Yeah, that out. All right. So sp- keeping up with the KD conversation, should Michael Rappaport be worried about KD? I think he should. I think so. But he's, too. But he's lucky because um, Casanova is locked up right now, so he's lucky. you'll <laughs> <So he'll> takes <laughs> the, the big blood on him. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah.
1: Man? Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't.
0: Know. I didn't really know how to gauge this. This is like man, yeah. Have to this is a and... stupid act, like. My thing with it, the Michael Rapport thing. Michael Rapport has been on Kyrie and Katie's necks ever since. Yes. Um, I want to say December when Kyrie did that live thing, he was all in the comments. What about Brownsville? Oh, oh love- He was always sending like hateful stuff towards them on his stories. So Katie's like, you know what? I will violate you. I'm gonna answer you now. Michael Rapper Boy is corny. That's what he is. He's corny. He yeah. he kept trying to keep himself um, in the public eye by attaching himself to like whoever would respond to him. And he knew eventually KD would respond. He knew it. He, he kept poking that. him, poking him, and poking him. And KD was just like, I'm gonna violate you. And I found it even cornier that he deleted his messages but kept KD's. The whole conversation is invalid at this point. Because we don't know what you said. And as only women expose DMs. First and foremost, you went to the word and tried to get everybody on your side, and then got killed in your comments. No one's on your side, bro.
1: DM.
0: Linked his old DM and got violated. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think he thought he was disliked like that. He thinks that. he's black, bro, and that's my problem with him. And like, I'm not the dude. I'm not the dude who just says everybody who white can't comment on black things. But he always got something to say. And He think because he got oh, black friends from from Brownsville the fuck does that mean? Who cares? Who doesn't, right? Everybody does, Pack <laughs> exactly. right? right? that shit up, bro. Like, no one asks you for your opinion on everything. Put out a good project or something, a good movie, a good show or something. Like, not for real, though. When's the last thing we see Michael Rapaport in? That's, his book was good. His book was good, but like... Didn't he have a 30, did he narrate a 30 for 30? No. When the Garden was eating, he made that yeah. one. That was okay. a good one, that too. That was good. He, right. listen, Two like, things. Listen, I'm not saying that I don't. I don't think he has any talent, but it's like, you make yourself a troll. You turn into an internet troll. You are, you are a famous movie star who has become an internet troll because I'm, I'm pretty sure the same way you acting with the NBA players got you blackball from Hollywood. And same thing with Knicks fans. Because remember, when the Knicks were doing bad, he started going to Barclays wearing um, D-Lo jerseys and Knicks fans Corny. were like, Corny, it's Corny. Why are you moving like that? And then he went back to the Knicks and the Knicks were like, no, 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 he no, no. You need attention, bro. People like him if they don't got nothing hot to attach themselves to, there's yeah. nothing there, bro. There's nothing. You would never check for him by yourself. You would never type his name in for yeah. nothing. Just to, what the fuck is he doing? No one cares. So he know what he doing. He didn't get the reaction he wanted. But guess what? Next week he's gonna be on um, First Things First. You know what yes. I mean? He gonna be on um Skipping Them Undisputed. He gonna you gonna do his press run. Whoever listen to him talk about it, he gonna go on some YouTube shows and do some interviews. And not gonna fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he's still gonna be irrelevant. KD gonna be KD, and. It just is, it, it just shows that there's leeches everywhere, bro. That nigga's a leech. He's just le- looking for attention. Remember when he was on Laval Ball neck trying to get attention from Lavar Ball? Oh, I think he's the fucking worst. That guy's the worst. Ruin his kids' career. Shut up. What the Who fuck up. You have herpes, bro. Deal with the herpes on your face. That's what I'm saying, though, niggas. Listen,
1: I am gonna say the video of uh, when Portingas got drafted. That's a legendary video though.
0: Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Tingus right. <laughs> Pingus? That, yeah. That's right? hilarious. <laughs> and- Even when, <laughs> when Portingas left. When he went on, he's like Willis Reed. Yeah, he came out on one leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I said, man, he could be he can be a detainer, but he's got to take fall out. back a little bit. Be be more self aware. But um, to wrap it up, this is another conversation we have had every episode. I feel like it's because this this topic keeps changing so much. Who is your MVP currently in the NBA? Give me your top three, both of y'all. So I started with Josh a million times, and. Give me your top three MVP candidates.
1: Jokic. I'm gonna go with. I'm. I'm gonna believe in the James Harden hype. James. I'm being the James Harden hype. So
0: Jokic, James, and who?
1: And my third, I take Embiid and LeBron out because of the injury. Okay. And my third is just a dark horse. Um, it's gonna be. I don't know if you're gonna agree, but I got Chris Paul on that.
0: I can't be mad at that. He really changed the um complexion of that team.
1: Bro, they're the second seed. And I don't even want to see it. that shit. <laughs> 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 I'll
0: take that. Chris Wilson MVP. not gonna be. No, hopefully, I mean hopefully before I would have took it. Hopefully nah, nah.
1: he get a ring. Hopefully he get a ring. <laughs> but this could be like the Magna Opus, man. This is what he
0: needs. That was funny. See nobody trying to see that shit. Come on,
1: bro. Nigga just want y'all just saying that because James Harden and no no no. I actually don't have James Harden as joking. Well. Yeah, joking. Okay, see, we are say We are understand, but. The Suns are really the two-seed, and nobody brings that up. I get what you're saying. Nobody talks about that, and I they kept the same people.
0: I think the most impressive thing about James Harden's MVP can't, can't, um, campaign this season is that, like, he's doing so good, he's forced us to forget about what he did in Houston. He is forcing us to forget that shit he pulled early in the year. And I respect it. Listen, play yourself out of a bad situation, because... I think if he doesn't win MVP this year, like, let me just give you my answer. I do think currently he is the best player in basketball. I, I think that, Yeah, right now. Currently, right now playing. I don't think he's like oh everyone healthy, sane. but of MVP okay. people right now playing, he's playing basketball the best this season. Um, I just think that there's so many old school voters. There's going to be like, I'm not rewarding the shit you did earlier in the year. I, I just I just feel that way. I feel like there's going to be a bunch of dudes, mostly from Boston, who are going to be like, I'm not, I'm not giving you any credit for the bullshit you pulled in. So, it's cool. We cool on that. We're going to all of that. We're not giving you that. But, I do think that he is the MVP this season. I do think he has been most valuable. Because think about it. No matter what changes around him, the only thing that stays the same is he's going to keep winning games. Like, Kyrie don't got to be there. He's going to win. KD ain't been there. He's going to win. Give him all the role plays. He's going to win the game. He's just going to... He's like... He's gotten to the point where, like, he's mastered the regular season basketball. And, like, next for him is the postseason, but he's mastered the regular season basketball. So, but... I would have right now Jokic as um my favorite for MVP. Honestly, it's hard for me to say this, but my second is Giannis. I don't know how he's not going to put him in there. Like, come on. What are we talking about? You see his numbers, bro? <laughs> like, It's hard not to have him there. Like, dominating one of the best teams in the East again, one of the best defenses. Yeah. It's hard not to have him there. He's not going to win it because he won it two years straight. And um, Dame is my third. Like, he keep that team on his back. Like, I know he's, he's he going to get less um, attention for it now because CJ is back and um, Nurkic is back. But that team should be out the hunt from how many guys they was missing for a while. The fact they still top five is crazy. Like, and like I said, point guards usually don't have that kind of... He's, he's, he plays point guard as good as any other point guard that's not Steph Curry. You know what I mean? So I think that we got to give him credit. Say that. that again? Nigga, I said I ain't saying it again. That's for that's for some people out there, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, man. So that's, that's my my, my. If you're listening, <laughs> I hope you heard that. <laughs> that's my MVP take right there, guys. Um, I got um, Jokic, Giannis, Dame time. I got, I got Jokic. Then I got Harden. Then I do, I do think Embiid has a slight chance. He coming back tonight. Of yeah, I think he has a slight chance of regaining lead of this yeah because if they come back and they are dominant even more yeah but just as of now just as of now he can't have because he hurt but nah i think mb i think if they rally off like seven eight straight wins he mm-hmm. doing 30s and 15s and shit like that he'd be right back on top of yeah. his And so yeah, yeah. and aunt you gave yours already yeah
1: Jokic. i got james number two and if i'm the only one I'm gonna give this man a vote CP,
0: man. You got my I love Chris Paul, bro. I ain't got no hate. No hate in my blood, but you are wrong. Need a second seat. If you go put Chris Paul, you might as well give him Donovan Mitchell something. <laughs> my niggas oh, hate bro. Utah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But that's it, guys. We finished uh, the show rundown. It was another great episode. This has been episode 31 of a dash Only Podcast. We are at... What's the name of the studio 31st? again? It's 31st episode, I think. That's what you wrote. On the doc. I'm no His name shit. is Stu again, Sean. Once again, shout out to off the top studios for um for hosing the in the podcast. This is a great studio. You guys should look into it. Good dudes out here. My man Shawnee Beats and Storm the Shooter. So this is Dad's Only Podcast, like I said. I'm your host, Ja, and I'm Got the pleasure of being joined by my grimy crimeys, my partners in power, my cohorts, Mister. Oh my, Josh, and the incomparable, the untact, the tagless, but always agitated. And you know the vibe, man. The vibe, baby. Smoky weed. All right, guys, we appreciate you guys. Tell a friend, to tell a friend, share the podcast. You know how we do. This is dash only boys. We we available everywhere. Apple Podcasts. Uh... Spotify, Spotify, pie breakers, whatever. Your girl crib, you feel me? We out of here, dads only.